lights, camera, philosophy. It's the 2019 Dionysus Awards for the most philosophically compelling movies of the year. And the categories are the most existentialist cowboy movie. I too have been known to violate the statutes of man and not a few of the laws of the almighty. You ain't no outlaw and we don't drink with tin horns. For the least superficial superhero movie. Hey guys. Wanda? It's Gwen, actually. I'm from another dimension. I mean, another, another dimension. The most satisfying attempt to rectify an entire industry's neglect of African-American points of view. Didn't life start right here on this continent? So ain't all people your people? I am not king of all people. I am king of Wakanda. Join us as we celebrate the movies that challenged our assumptions and made us think about things in new ways. It's the sixth, mostly annual, Dionysus Awards. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Ken Taylor. And I'm Josh Landy. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus where I teach philosophy and Josh directs the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today, it's our sixth annual Dionysus Awards show. The Dionysus Awards are presented to the most philosophically interesting movies of the past year. We'll talk to philosophers, critics, and listeners like you to find out what movies challenged our assumptions and made us think about things in new ways. We'll be discussing superhero movies, the Coen brothers, and the year in black cinema. Speaking of black cinema, Josh, did you know that more Hollywood movies were directed by black filmmakers last year than at any time in movie history? And a lot of those films depicted a scene that's all too familiar in contemporary life, police shooting unarmed black men. And that's why we sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed, to examine the ways directors have been representing police brutality on the big screen. She files this report. Reggie Ugu is a pop culture reporter for The New York Times. He remembers watching film after film last year where black protagonists witnessed police brutality. Films like Hate You Give and Monsters and Men, also Black Klansmen and Blind Spotting, all in one year. Within a few months of each other. These films were all released around four years after Eric Garner died when a New York cop put him in a chokehold. Before he went limp, Garner whispered the words, I can't breathe. The next month, Michael Brown was shot and killed by police in Ferguson, Missouri. Police shot this boy outside my apartment. <laughs> the off-screen horrors of police brutality and racial injustice are still unfolding in real time. So Reggie watched these movies in rapid-fire succession, examining them like historical documents. He wrote a New York Times piece called The Unreality of Racial Justice Cinema about whether these films can ever be truthful. You can look at them as a first crack at very recent history. You know, what is the story that we're telling ourselves of what it's like to be black and alive in this country right now? Reggie was most fascinated by the way the movies ended. It just didn't feel real. Spoiler alert, they either end with protagonists who become empowered after witnessing police brutality, or with protagonists getting vengeance in unlikely scenarios. One movie that shows that superhero transformation is The Hate You Give. It's about a teenager named Star who witnesses her childhood friend shot and killed by a cop during a traffic stop. 
Officer needs help. Shots fired. One suspect down. The other in custody. Request an ambulance. What did you do? What did you do? Be quiet, ma'am. Throughout the movie, Star struggles to decide whether to testify against the cop. In the end, she does. The trauma of witnessing her friend die seems to empower her. She speaks up in front of a crowd during a protest, stands up to her racist friends, and confronts her boyfriend who feigns colorblindness. Star, I just told you, I don't see color. I see people for who they are the exact same way I see you. If you don't see my blackness, you don't see me. Reggie says it's like a superhero movie, but instead of being bitten by a bug like Spider-Man, Star is exposed to state violence and police brutality. He says this approach to cinematic endings is upbeat, but it feels like a fantasy. The film sort of uses this tragedy as a catalytic event that leads to her transformation. Other films rely on what Reggie calls the revenge fantasy option. Blind Spotting is an example. That film is about a guy named Colin who's trying to finish up the last three days of probation without getting in trouble. But his best friend keeps getting in the way by starting fights and buying guns in the back of cars. Why are there six guns in your car, Dad? Oh, Colin, man, I like yours. Right here, Yo, that this is, is not mine. Also, that. stop pointing at them me. They're not loaded, bruh. Those are for show loaded. Okay. okay. Early in the film, Colin sees a police officer shoot and kill a man. And another spoiler alert. The movie ends when Colin points a gun at the cop. He then unleashes a biting freestyle rap on the sobbing police officer. You might think you know what's happening, but you don't feel it like we do. To feel it, it has to be you. How come every time you come around, you monsters got me feeling like a monster in my own town? Before he takes off, Colin says to the cop, The difference between me and you is, I ain't no killer. I'm Salo. Reggie says we're so saturated with constant images of black men being killed that it's almost atmospheric, like background noise. We're used to cops who don't get prosecuted, so endings like these are attempts at closure, a chance for the audience to see evil in the face and get their revenge. But that's not how it usually plays out in real life. I can imagine if you're trying to make a film and you're trying to sell tickets and you're asking people to go along with you on this journey, you know, maybe you don't want to have as an ending, the thing that they've already seen at home, and that they've already watched with dread. Maybe you want to give them something else. But if these films are intended to be historical documents, the truth is important. Black Klansman is a movie with many endings. One of them shows footage of the deadly white supremacist rally in Charlottesville. Reggie Ugu writes about this in his New York Times piece. The footage is not uplifting and it's not satisfying. It may not feel like an ending, but the story of racial injustice in America doesn't have an ending yet. As Reggie describes it, it's a vision of a society as likely to eat itself as to heal. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly Jimmy-Teed. Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music. Thank you for listening. Thank you for thinking. And thank you for supporting Philosophy Talk.